I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Welcome back. This is Renovation Made Right, and I am Brenda Bryan. And I am David Bryan. And I have nothing else to say. <laughs> I just like had, a, <laughs> had this brain cramp, like, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, what we're talking about I love, today. I love it when I say, I'm David Bryan. I look at you, and you're like, like I'm like a, a deer in headlights. I love yeah, that when exactly. that happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what we're talking about today is getting your home ready for winter. A little home maintenance stuff what you should be focused on, what you want to make sure you've got buttoned down so that your house wears through the winter well. Ooh, I like that alliteration. And um, <laughs> you didn't know how poetic I was going to be today. That wasn't poetic. That was just, you know, just using words with the same first letter. This. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about that in very little talking, mostly because I really don't know anything about this topic. And Dave, who loves to talk... <gasps> Will be. I cannot believe you said that. <laughs> you do love it. That's not nice. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to try to give you some pearls of wisdom here. Thank you, thank right? you. Before swine. It, 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 dis- exactly. Despite the fact that it'll go wholly unappreciated by everyone in this room. Exactly. But our listeners will Meryl's appreciate. Meryl's giving us the face. She's like right. pearls before. Have you ever heard that phrase pearls before swine? It's when you give your best stuff and like the idiots who are listening to it don't get it at all. Right. Right. Pearls before swine. Right. You now you know something new. There you go. Okay. So, so um, spread your pearls, friend. I will. Thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, a couple things I think I like to think about. One is uh, change of season from uh, as we get into the winter, and then again as we come out into the summer is a, is a time to do a couple of different things around your home. This there's not a lot to catch up on here. Um, the first one is more preventative, right? So if you have uh, exterior hose outlets, or they're in the trade, they're called silcocks, where you connect your hose to. So if you have if you have any of those tied in uh, to your home and you use them on a regular basis, you obviously want to un- unhook your hoses, let your hoses drain because you know freezing water in your hoses can crack them. But more importantly, you want to end up um, making sure that the silcocks themselves are shut off and drained because unless you have what they call a frost-free silcock, mm-hmm. which is a relatively recent advance, we don't have not, you know today houses have that, but um, older homes don't have that. Over, older homes basically have a copper pipe that goes out the edge of the house, the rim joist mm-hmm. of the house, mm-hmm. um, connected onto a, to a shutoff valve, and consequently um, they're like because it's all connected and and metal is a very good conductor right copper is a good conductor of cold um, it's easy for the freezing temperatures um, to to freeze the valve and then to have that water uh, that's still in that pipe freeze and split open right, right. And once it's split open you have a big leak and that's you sticky. got a you got a big problem right yep. so in most plumbers who were you know, decent and reasonable will have put a shutoff valve downstream of the pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Typically you want to... somewhere in your basement. Correct. Somewhere in your basement, somewhere in your crawl space. And so you're going to want to go shut that valve off, then go outside, open your sh- open your, your silcock valve, 
And once you open the silcock valve, you can go back inside. Well, slow down a second. You open your silcock valve because you want the water that's in the pipe to drain out. Correct. What, whatever's remaining. Right, but right. it won't. And the reason it won't is because it's effectively a vacuum now, right? There's uh, it, Some might come out, but there'll still be standing water in the pipe, which is why you have to go back into the basement. And usually, uh, again, a, a well-thought-out plumber will have then um, put in a valve that's not only a shutoff valve, but at the bottom of that has a little drain or a little petcock on it. So you unscrew that little petcock, and it lets the water, the standing water in the pipe that is downstream, in other words, the water that's going in the direction of toward the outside of the house, mm-hmm. it'll let that standing water drain back out. So you Right, might ha- because air comes in exactly. and, and allows it. Yep, gotcha. Exactly. So mm-hmm. without doing that, you still have standing water in the pipe and still run the risk of letting that pipe split. Mm-hmm. Okay. So by the way, um, depending on how far away that valve is from where the silcock is, you got to bring a bucket with you because water will, and you can be surprised sometimes, it's not an insufficient, and I'm sorry, not an insignificant amount of water that can be standing in that pipe. So bring a bucket with you so you can hold it under that petcock and wait for it to finish uh, draining, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. so that's a, an important thing that a lot of people gloss over um, and uh, and you want to you avoid that. It's an easily avoidable problem um, to, uh, to solve. So another thing to consider as you're as we're heading into the winter is um, obviously it gets darker earlier so doing a quick check around the outside of your house to make sure that uh, all your exterior lights are working you may not even in the summertime you may not even notice that if they're not right, working right, right. Uh, but note your exterior lights and great opportunity now to relamp those with LEDs which will last for years mm-hmm. um, and obviously yeah, because what you really don't want to do is wait until the snow's on the ground and you exactly. try to set a ladder up and it's it's 15 degrees out and your fingers are freezing and exactly that's exactly right um you also may have over the course of the summer acquired you know wasp nests or bees nests or whatever as the weather gets colder they become uh much more dormant and it's a it's a better time to uh dispatch those uh those wasp nests around your home when they're when they're not likely to be as aggressive or whatever so good time for you to take your uh, and if you're going to do that by the way you can do that in most cases from the ground home uh, home centers sell uh, cans of uh, of bee wasp spray that spray, uh, like spray 20, 30, 30 feet, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from the ground and are very directed and very focused. Knock that out, let it settle, and then you can knock the the the, uh, the nest down yourself. Um, this is also a great time if you have a uh, a heating and cooling system that is forced air. I always recommend people uh, swap out. You can't really do it too much, but it's a waste of money at some point in time. At, at a minimum, you really want to swap out your air filters twice a year. And typically, that's at these changes of season. As we head into the winter, and we're, going, we're, we're starting heating season, and then when we come out of heating season, we go into cooling season, swap your air filters out again. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, allows your system to run more efficiently and give you better airflow. Uh, and um, and and just perform better, and also improve your indoor air quality, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. so swap out those filters. Another another good thing to be considering. Um, and then if you uh, operate, if your heating is provided for you by an oil fired furnace, that which uh, would typically mean not always, but typically mean you have forced hot water. There are some oil fired air furnaces, but not as many, uh, you want to have your service work done there. So that means calling a licensed boiler technician in, mm-hmm. and um, a licensed technician will go through the process of cleaning out, because unfortunately, um, unlike uh, gas-based furnaces, either natural gas or LP gas, they have there's very little um, residual left from the burning process. Burn, gas burns very cleanly mm-hmm. versus oil, which burns pretty uh, inefficiently, uncleanly, right? right. So, um, and so you get carbon buildup, and the carbon buildup continues to uh, degrade 
the efficiency of that furnace over time. Mm -hmm. so, the, so the longer you go between cleanings, the less efficiently you're burning, and consequently, the more oil you're wasting, right? right. Because the whole concept between, behind the heating and cooling is you want to get the most amount of heat out of each volume, whatever you call it, volume of gas or volume of oil uh, that you can, and uh, and that's part of that is required to make sure that your system is burning cleanly. Right. Okay. Um, and and also just a you know, great opportunity for you to give everything a once over and check things. While we're doing this, while we're talking about this, um, technology today has also certainly advanced to the extent that now, if you still have your standard old thermostat where you sort of set it to a temperature and then it does its thing. Uh, this is a great time of year also to think, mm, heading into the heating season, that's, a, that's an expense to me. Uh, it's a great thing to consider a programmable thermostat um, and or a smart and learning thermostat. So you've probably heard of the Nest thermostat mm -hmm, or the mm -hmm. Nest system, right? Um, there are lots of manufacturers. It doesn't have to be Nest, but those learning thermostats uh, can do a lot of things very efficiently for you, uh, like uh, operate the house more efficiently when you're not there. Uh, and operate the house more comfortably when you are there. Right. right? Or, and there, and most uh, many of them are Wi-Fi enabled. It, so that's the, you that's, can do it from a distance. Like you went away for the weekend and you forgot to turn your thermostat back. You can do it on the road on the way. Yep. Um, I I do know it needs some special wiring. That is correct. Yeah, so you may need yep. an electrician if you're if you're in a home that's more than say even 15 years old at this point. Well, it really depends on the system and depends on whether it's a simple system or a complex system. If you have a system with lots of zones, that can be a little more complex. If it's a simple system and you got a you know uh, pretty straightforward, it's a it can be a DIY project. And Nest, as an example, has a pretty good um, website to help walk you through the DIY side of it. Right. So it's not too too hard, but. Um, really good points, and the, the fact that you have the the access to the app to control it um, is uh, is even better for you, right? Mm -hmm. And and there's actually now even some incentives that are offered by the utility companies. If you have a, a learning thermostat or a smart thermostat, the utility companies can will offer you money to control your heating and cooling um, to leverage, I guess. Um, non-peak times and peak times, right, to right. Make, make that work better right. for you. So yeah. uh, so that's a that's a good consideration for you to think about as we're heading to the winter. Another thing that may sound a little silly, right, but uh, over the course of the summertime, everyone, if you're not in an air-conditioned house, you keep shut all the time and you're using, you're, you're enjoying the fresh air outside, you're opening and closing windows, opening and closing, maybe you're opening and closing storm windows, maybe you're, you know, opening and closing, maybe you swapped out your storm doors for screen doors. Um, all of those things do make a meaningful difference when it comes to trying to make your house more energy efficient. So making sure those storm windows are shut, making sure, and not just the bottom sash, but most storm windows have two sashes, right? right. And Sometimes if this, people leave those open. Right. If the top sash is even down just one click, right, mm -hmm. they, they, they typically they, they operate in, in different places where you can have the, the window open a little bit or all the way or whatever. Even if it's just open a little bit, you're, it's not doing nearly the good that it should be, right? right? So make sure the storm windows are now buttoned up, and then make sure that your windows themselves are buttoned up. The sash locks are closed, right? Any window today, if, unless you're in a much older house with, with much older wood windows, any window today is designed to perform and meet expectation when the sash lock is closed because the sash lock usually pushes the window apart from each other. In mm -hmm. other words, it, 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 it compresses the it, gasket. Right, it forces it up and down so exactly. that it's fully closed. Right? Exactly, and unless you're doing that, once again, you're getting more leakage than you want mm -hmm. and it's a waste, right? So so go through and, and make sure that that, um, that that side of things is done. Um, and Gutters. 
Yeah, so great question on the gutters. Uh, it, gutters are a tough situation. I'm a big believer in heat wires in your gutters, uh, not uh, and not even necessarily on the edge of your roof because that can cause well, uh, it causes problems or like damaging the roof. Premature right? aging, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Your shingles can can age prematurely. However, ice melt wires in your gutter and then down your gutter downspouts does a bunch of different things, and it also can help significantly with the prospect of ice damming, mm-hmm. right? So ice damming is a big issue and ice damming happens uh, not by, you know, not every year by any means, but when you get the right combination of weather and the right duration of time, ice damming can happen even to the most efficient houses, mm-hmm. right? Um, but part of the thing that causes that is there being no place for that water to go. So when you put your ice melt wires in your gutter and ensure that the water flows from your gutter all winter long, then you dramatically improve that problem, right, right? Right. And you can do that in a lot of different ways. The easy and cheap way is just run an extension cord out and do run put the put the wire in your gutter and down the downspout and plug it in. You can also take it to the next level and have an electrician come and put in a switch activated uh, receptacle so your 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 uh, power goes on your heat melt wire goes on and off with a switch, or you can have it tied to, to a, thermostat. a thermostatic switch, right. and that when you fall below freezing, it comes on automatically. Even now, that means that it'll come on whether you have water in the gutters or not, mm-hmm. but it also means that you don't ever run the risk of forgetting to turn it on in the wintertime. Right. right, which so, would be a big problem for me, right. I know. Yeah, and so gutter maintenance, it's also a great time to, uh, to once we get through the drop of the leaves, to get in and clean out those gutters so you're not going to have a problem with, uh, with the water freezing and thawing and not flowing mm-hmm. um, if, you, if, you, if you take that opportunity. I'm, I'm a big fan of gutter protection systems, so systems that don't require you to have to clean your gutters out. Yeah, like a cap, basically, yeah, so that lets the water in but keeps the leaves and the, right. the and pine needles out. There, there are tons of systems out there that that uh, will get that job done nicely. Mm-hmm. And every system has advantages and disadvantages, uh, but I'm a big fan of considering that too, right? Yep. So, um, and, and that'll make your gutters last longer because if, they, um, if they're if they always getting crapped up with a bunch of stuff in them, uh, then you ultimately have more standing water in the f- and, and, and eventually that can cause failing problems over mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Chim- yeah. Chimneys? Uh, so, uh, so you are the chimney queen, actually. No, what I am is somebody calls me from the chimney company and says, it's time to clean your chimney. And I say, my goodness, you are correct. Yeah. So I am actually the chimney chump because I always <laughs> answer the phone and say yes. However, they provide uh, a necessary service. And we burn our fireplace uh, in the wintertime a fair amount, mm-hmm. right? We, it's uh, Fireplace is a, is a complete false sense of assurance in terms of heating and cooling because the fireplace actually is a negative in terms of... Uh, in terms of heating it's and cooling, all about the ambiance. It, but it's but it's beautiful. Yep. And uh, and it and it does feel warm, even though it's sucking hot air up the house. It mm-hmm. feels warm, right? It does. Uh, or up the chimney. But yes, uh, regular maintenance of the fireplace uh, of the chimney is a big deal. Chimney fires are no joke, and chimney fires can cause meaningful and serious damage, um, and can can the can be the beginning of a of a bigger problem because that's one of the things that can happen is. A chimney fire can start where you can't tell, mm-hmm. and then burn hot for a long time, and then catch the catch the lumber on fire that's in that's in close proximity to the chimney, mm-hmm. and you could have a you could have a fire in your attic, and, and have no idea and, and not even know it, right? Because right. because the smoke is rising, you're not necessarily smelling it, and so all of a sudden you've got a serious damage to your roof, and exactly right, exactly, and you didn't even know it was happening, right? And so other things. So if you uh, I don't really you know if you're if you're a person that heats with wood or pellets now is a great time to stockpile right mm-hmm. get, get that get that material uh, set aside and then similarly in terms of stockpiling uh, thinking through what are your primary 
entries uh, that you use in the wintertime. Some of us may not go out of certain doors, uh, but some of us may use other doors all the time in the wintertime for access or whatever. So getting your bucket of ice, your ice melt set up and getting your uh, shovel set up, mm-hmm. don't be the guy who goes to the home center a snowstorm when every other knucklehead does to go buy the snow shovels, right? right? <laughs> go buy the snow shovels now yeah. so you get the snow shovels, A, that you want, and uh, and B, that you're not scrambling at the yep. last minute. Same right? thing with the generator, by the way. Right. If you're if you're thinking that you've lost power in the uh, in past winters and you're like, oh, I really should do something, get it now. Right, yeah. D- doing, it, doing it at the time. So it, here's an interesting thing, right? Um, when COVID took grip, so th- th- we're in September, we're in the third week of September right now of 2020. And uh, when COVID took grip, everyone was like, holy cow, I'm going to be stuck at home. I really want a pool. Well, guess what? When everyone really wants a pool, you're not getting one. You're not getting a pool. Yeah. Right? So uh, I appreciate the fact that was an aberration, right? But the onset of wintertime, it's a pretty predictable thing. Yes. Right? So we don't you, have you know to we're going to be some storms. You know you're right. going to lose your power. So if you've been talking about getting a generator, do it this week. Right. Make the right. phone call. Yeah. And there's lots of ways to do that, by the way. You don't have to do that exclusively with uh, a dedicated system that is tied in. Uh, you can do with a system that you plug and unplug to mm-hmm. power. It, they, they all require special connections, special interfaces to right. make it safe. So you will have to call your electrician right. to come in and put in right. put in the right plug. But there's also, you know, you don't even need a big one. Basically, you need one that will plug into your heating system so that you have heat in your house and your refrigerator and your freezer, right? Yeah. Like the basics. Basics. Um, you don't necessarily need every light in the house to come on, but right. you do want to make sure that your ice cream isn't all thawed out because right. that's a bummer. And, uh, and you want to be able to be warm in February. Yeah, our system comfortably runs six circuits, but there are also uh, whole house generators that will essentially come on as soon as the power drops. The generator knows that. It fires up, and you almost have no transition. I mean, yes, your lights will go off and come on, whatever, but uh, you almost have no transition in that process. Right. And, and that's nice. And, it, and you can get those set up so they're gas-fired or propane-fired, uh, and they just crank up. And once a week, they crank up and do their little check for health and make sure they're good but regardless uh, if you and and but if you do already like use a generator and you have that as a standby this is a great time of year to take it outside fire it up check the oil make sure everything's working uh, and make sure your you know your gas is not stale hopefully you put an additive in your gas before you put it away for the for the uh, rest of the season um, and uh, so you know I think those are all sort of coming into the winter prepping thinking about things button up your house making it a little bit smarter um, one last winter thought to consider is if you're in a state that has an uh, uh, energy rebate program or energy conservation program, uh, it's a great time to consider uh, improving the uh, the efficiency of your house. That's, that's a whole nother show we can get into. Yeah, and there's a lot to talk let's about. Let's make it another show. Yeah, we should make another show. Okay. But uh, thinking about that is uh, is now's a good time to do that as well and get that stuff buttoned up. So. I think that's most of the stuff. Was there something, anything you're thinking about that I didn't hit that uh, we should chat about? I didn't. I'm sure some some listener will be like, "You idiots! You didn't talk about this." But exactly, yeah. yeah there but you that's go. Right. Yeah, we don't mind being idiots. That's right. All right. So thank you for joining us again. Uh, this is Renovation Made Right, and I am Brenda Bryant. And I am David Bryant. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.